Welcome back to another episode of Cricket Lectuals. I'm your host, Rufan, along with Jay. Jay, what's going on? Nothing much, man. All as well. Just been trying to keep up with all this PSL madness. But otherwise, around here in New York, weather's back and forth between cold and warm. Today was a really nice and warm day, and uh, we had a good time. A lot of sun today. What about you? How are things over there down in Texas? Good, man. More of the same. Told you, the bipolar weather of Texas. We woke up at 67 degrees. Within two hours, it was down to 32. <sighs> Real field 22. So it's a battle of should we send kids out with a jacket or with a t-shirt <sighs> yep. every day. So we packed both. So what's on the agenda today? Yeah, like I said, PSL's been you know going on full force. Lots of games happening. Um, and then uh, we have that news announcement about Shahid Afridi. And uh, finally, we also have some very important news about Pakistan coaches. All right. So let's begin with, uh, I want to talk to you about the transition from Karachi to Lahore. You know, we predicted or we talked about that the scores are not going to be as high in Lahore versus Karachi because Karachi is batting pitches. But boy, were we wrong. Uh, looking at the total scores, each match, we've reached 200 four or five times and yeah. been chased twice by Koita, who are coming up the charts. I know it's, uh, <sighs> it's they're, they're not in the, they are there, man. They're they're battling with uh, Islamabad United, so they can very well make it to the playoffs. So a couple of things I noticed with uh, moving to Lahar first, they've done a good job. Uh, Stadium-wise, the maintenance-wise, it looks much cleaner. Grass is much greener, you know, and uh, two years ago that wasn't the case. Visibly, you could see garbage right outside the boundary line. It was not cleaned up like somebody just called them and said, oh, we're going to play a match here tomorrow, and they didn't have enough time to clean up. It was very poor maintenance a few years back. So that was good to see. I think there's still some work to be done, but there were some good touches. And on 4K HD video feed it looked amazing i mean uh, just as good as karachi another thing was a pitch pitch is definitely different it's definitely favoring batsmen more than bowlers which is not likely a flower pitch usually it favors both sides and mostly bowlers but this time man these uh batsmen they're scoring some high scores uh in the hard pitch which is uh something we were not used to yeah i thought it was an interestingly balanced kind of a pitch you know one one thing is for sure it looked like that in bowling fast bowlers have a better opportunity here than spinners but then osman Kader had a pretty good day the other day um you know he had like three wickets in in one of his spells and that was really really good to see but that was also when the ball got older so i think with the new ball there's not a lot in it for for spinners so uh, we've seen that every time a spinner started uh, in lahore they got beat up pretty bad and in today's game for example between united and zalmi you know i expected zalmi to come out hard because they really had to win Islamabad United could still have afforded to lose this game, but Zalmi couldn't. So Zalmi was coming in hard, but, you know, Islamabad United, actually Zalmi themselves, they tried to use their leg spinners in the first two overs, and Islamabad United almost stole the game in the first two overs from them. And then they had such a good start that if they were chasing and their, you know, run rate was higher than Zalmi all through the 15th over. It's in the last five overs that Zalmi came back into the game. So Wahab Riaz made a huge mistake of bringing in his two leg spinners, yeah. you know, including Qadir, uh, to start because that this is not a pitch where you start with a leg spinner or just 
any spinner in general in the first couple of hours because you're not going to get much. So that's a notable difference. But afterwards, as the ball gets older, things get better for the spinners during the second half of the game. Pacers, on the other hand, have a better time to start with. I mean, we saw Shaheen Shafridi pulling off the same thing against Guerra Gladiators. It reminded me of the Pakistan-India T20 World Cup game. You know, Shaheen Shafridi comes in, takes two wickets in the first over, and just, you know, throws the whole game off for Guerra Gladiators, um, whom I was hoping would win. I was supporting, I have been supporting Guerra Gladiators, but I was so shocked and <laughs> upset that Shaheen freaking came and did the same thing. So things like that didn't happen as quickly for the fast bowlers in Karachi, but they did for fast bowlers here. So I think the secret, not really a secret anymore, but uh, it turns out that whoever's got better pacers uh, is, is able to do a little bit better here. And if you want to put breaks to the opposition uh, or their run rate you want to bring in a pacer uh, in most cases unless you have like quality attacking spin options like uh, a good leg spinner so that's one of the things i've noticed the other thing i've noticed is um well this is like a psl theme in general but i've noticed it more in lahore and that's the number of dropped catches i think it would be interesting in looking up the actual stats of dropped catches. I think those are harder stats to kind of uh, find, but I've just noticed that there's like every match, at least three to four catches being dropped. And both from, it's not even a Pakistani versus like international visiting players. It's all players dropping catches and misfields are everywhere. So that's, that hasn't changed in Lahore. Uh, but I noticed it more in Lahore because I, I heard some players complain about it. I think I sent you a clip earlier with Hassan Ali in it and, and I think Ben Duckett or something. Um, but he was complaining about, you know, not being able to see in the fog in Lahore. And Lahore has this infamous fog. You know, it's really smog. It's pollution-related as well as weather-related. And it's worse in the winter, you know, especially in the morning games. It stays for a long time during the day. And... Um, you know, it doesn't go away that easily and it's very hard to see. So that's that's another challenge that teams have in Lahore that I don't think they had in Karachi, which is kind of interesting in a way, but also sad in a way because I already saw that coming. Like, I think I jokingly sent you a picture about Lahore because I, I saw a video clip of these uh, analysts talking from Gaddafi Stadium and like they don't need the bokeh effect because it's hazy behind them anyway you know what I mean it's like <laughs> they had a, a natural bokeh effect because there's just so much fog behind them so that's not great doesn't look great doesn't feel great but adds an interesting challenge to the game of cricket yeah that clip you sent me was pretty crazy they showed another angle of uh, I think it was Ben Cutting trying to take a catch that's and right he uh, went over, had to step back and come back in. And that angle, you couldn't see the ball through the camera either. Forget the player trying to catch it underneath. It was, it was pretty bad. And sometimes I think it's the placement of floodlights too. Because Lahore, Pakistani players at least, drop a lot of catches there for whatever reason. So I guess if it has to do with some dynamics and they have to re-angle the lights uh, because of the fog, maybe you can realign the beams, uh, which is hard, obviously. <laughs> They're permanent fixtures, but there's definitely a lot of drop catches, one or two every single match. Uh, your point about spinners, I agree with that. I think Lahore uses two or three pitches uh, and one 
has the skid and spin. And I think for spinner in T20, where everybody's trying to hit you, you have to deceive them. So it's got to be less spin sometimes when you're trying to throw a googly or leg break or whatever, and it doesn't do that, and it turns into a faster ball, that's when you get wickets. And that's not very common. It really has to do with the quality of the pitch, how many matches you've played on it, and how you've taken care of it. So, yeah, pacers all the way, man. In T20 cricket, you just got to beat the batsmen, throw their timing off, and that's what's been working with all the teams. And the batters are getting better and better. (laughs) Everybody's performing, especially when you look at the table here. Multan Sultans, they have one batter after another. It's just insanity. Even their bowling side has 200 strike rates. It's no coincidence they're on top of the charts. Uh, Lahore has creeped up, number two. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I feel like they don't play enough. They're there. Yeah. Seven matches, five wins. Uh, Zalmi, we expected them to do well, and they're there, number four. So it's really between Islamabad and Koita. And uh, lastly, Karachi Kings. And I know we've been smirking about their performance, and we thought it was funny, but I think the matter is getting serious now. Eight matches out of eight. I don't know if any team has ever performed this way in any league where they haven't won a match and the tournament is almost over. My concern is only Babar Azam. I really hope that he does not lose his confidence and he puts everything behind him and gets back to doing what he does. And his form has been off. His captaincy has been in question. Yes, he's now working with the team he's used to. He has a different set of players surrounded by him, new coaches. Wasim Akram is there, uh, visibly yelling at him. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure, but I really hope that he has the strength to move forward and forget what happened in the past because... Another issue we have on uh, on our hands is Australia's coming and we did not allow our players to rest enough in between. So they're going to have to change hats pretty fast and get back to what they do best, play T20 cricket, and it's going to be added pressure. If we lose wickets early or we don't perform, this is our home game advantage. So if things are not working out, it's going to turn around pretty quick. And Australia doesn't play around. They do not care what country there and so I'm a little concerned about Karachi in that sense yeah I think you bring up all the points that I was also thinking about this um related to barbarism I was I'm very concerned about that very factor this was an unintended sort of consequence nobody expected Babur leading a team into back-to-back defeats like this and I'm not saying in saying that I don't mean that it's Babur's fault I'm just saying that since he's a captain he gets obviously the blame for, you know, leading a team into defeat, even though he's been the one with better performance than many of the team members. Um, But last couple of performances from Barber have not been very good either. He hasn't been able to bat even the last two games. You know, he didn't do well at all. Not didn't even get to double digits, I don't think. So looks like that this whole thing is affecting his mood. It's affecting his attitude. And these eight losses in a row is now affecting his performance with the bat also. So that's a problem. It's an unintended consequence of, of doing this where you have your national team captain in a team and he's going to come out of it. You know, it's looking like a 10-0, but um, hopefully they, they get at least one win, um, a conciliatory kind of a win because of the thing that you said, that he's going to come out of these losses. And I don't think... You know, you're hoping for 
him to kind of move past on this. And I don't think that's possible, man. Eight losses in a row. You're not going to be able to shed that off. And you you were saying this before that, you know, he's going to go back into a team where the other players perform better than him. And, you know, at that point, I was saying that he's actually performing pretty well compared to some of the others. But by now, I think it's gotten worse. I think you were right that now he's going to find himself in a team. He's going to be back in his comfort zone. Actually, national team is a better place for him than this team. But over there, you're going to have Rizwan coming, probably winning PSL. Your team, Multan Sultans, is looking like it's, it's going to win. Uh, Lahore Kalanders are the second favorites in my book anyway. So, you know, if these two teams um, get to the final and, and win, he's nowhere to be found. And both of those teams, Kalander and Multan, have national team players that are pretty impactful and popular and well-known. So, you know, people are already on social media talking about Rizwan should be the captain. And that doesn't help. I disagree with that, by the way. But, you know, that talk is already out there. Somebody, you know, people have already started talking about Rizwan should have been the captain, this and that. And I, I hate that about PSL. You know, it's not PSL's fault, but PSL, the casual fan, you know, who only watch cricket when it's something big going on, they look at these kinds of performances and they get impressed very quickly and they're, they're, they have a short attention span and they only look at, like, these short burst performances and they forget that, you know, somebody like Bobber, he was the and is the world's best captain based on ICC rankings. He's the, you know, captain of the year. He was the ICC captain, team captain, you know, player of the year. So all of a sudden, just based on this PSL run with Karachi Kings, you know, people are already starting to question his leadership, question whether or not he should be at the helm for the national team. I think that's nonsense, but I don't think these losses do his confidence any good and I think it's terrible that they're only going to have a weekend between this and the Australia series and I think Bobber's going to come in not in his best I think far from it he's going to be negatively affected by it yeah this uh, temporary high of living in the moment type of fan really ruins the whole fun out of great player like Babar Azam he's still the number one T20 batsman <laughs> and number two is Rizwan yeah and uh, yeah, Rizwan is a great uh, captain uh, in his element, but he's not uh, done that on the international stage. And things change drastically when, when that happens. And people don't realize that. I think it's just a matter of Babur. Babur would have to perform just to, you know, silence some of his uh, critiques. Uh, I really hope he just goes into in his international skin and just does what he does best. Like you said, these people live in temporary moments. So first match again Australia, let's see how he performs and everything's going to change and people will forget about PSL like they did about the T20 World Cup and the entire year, Babur Azam and Rizwan <laughs> spent uh, scoring runs. All right, so um, looking at the points table one more time and I wanted to talk to you about the format. I really enjoy how all four teams get another chance with this yeah. playoff style of format versus what we see semifinals and final where you only get one knockout stage. The number four team plays number three team, right? It's called the eliminator. And then the qualifier number one mm -hmm. team plays the ranked number two team. And whoever loses that plays the winner of uh, eliminator. Yeah. And they get another chance. All teams do get another chance except the first one 
the qualifier one. They just wait in the final and see who comes. And Karachi, I think, a couple of years ago when they won PSL, they came out of nowhere. They were in mm-hmm. a position like where Koita is, made it to Eliminator, beat them, got the qualifier done, and then made it to the final and beat the finalist as well. So this is a pretty good format. I think ICC should adapt in their bigger tournaments. It does give you a chance to prove yourself one more time and it eliminates the factor of whatever it might be bad pitch bad day injured players on the day of semi-final or dl method i like this uh, i don't know if you remember the triangular series australia used to have where they had three finals yeah i think that that really tells you who's a better team so maybe we should either switch to playoff style like uh, ipl and uh, psl or go with the three final Agreed. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the bilateral and, you know, the, the those types of series also when you have a best of five or a best of three. I think that, that really establishes clearly who the winner is. Um, test cricket is harder because obviously you could get draws and, and, and that kind of kills the vibe. But I agree. I think this is, this is good. The only thing is this adds more dates. That's been my... I don't know how I feel about it. I have mixed feelings about this whole idea of... Actually, you know what? I don't like when teams play back-to-back. So, for example, Quetta Gladiators recently played uh, two games back-to-back. They had a game, for example, today and then a game the next day, that kind of thing. I don't like that. Uh, so far, I don't know if every team has to do it, but I'm, I remember a few teams have had to do it. And um, I don't I don't like that. I think there got to be a rest because after a match, you know, even though it's only 20 overs, you treat it like a full match, so you give your all in the 20 overs. And then to recoup from that within the 24 hours, actually less because you have a game within 24 hours, to me that's um, that's difficult to turn around. Stressful on people's uh, performance too and physique. I don't know why they're doing that. It's not like we have four teams. We have six. They could have easily avoided that. Multan, yeah. Sultans did the same thing. A couple other teams played back-to-back. Think about the players who are going to play Australia from here. You're going to really tire them out like that? We're getting injuries, too. I'm wondering if that's related. Yeah. Yeah, And injuries are not to be taken lightly. (laughs) They could be permanent. And uh, we will eventually talk about it. Uh, You know, Shahid Afridi had this uh, back issue that we didn't know about. But it's ongoing. He's had it for 20 years. Uh, I thought it was immortal. But things, when you (laughs) hurt something, a muscle or something, and keep on playing... You're an athlete. Uh, they don't get to rest like we do. So it's going to stick around and stay with you all your life. And it's just a battle you have to uh, face throughout your career. And uh, they really need to start thinking about at least fast bowlers who are putting in so much in those six deliveries. You got to take care of that man. You got to take care of Shaheens and Nassim Shah. We need to really look after them. And I'm, I'm getting concerned. <laughs> I want Shaheen Afridi to be around for a while. Yeah, It doesn't add up, but uh, Pakistan is infamous on putting schedules like that back-to-back. It's, it's not good for our team's uh, performance or health. Yeah, it looks like it was about squeezing something in, you know, um, Always as is. opposed to, yeah, as opposed to really just like paying attention to how players are doing and, and their well-being. And yeah, it's, it's tough. PSL is a really grueling schedule. I mean, this is crazy. It's 30 days of nonstop cricket. And uh, 
it would be nice to get a break in between kind of like maybe picking two days where all matches stop just two days off and those two days give all the teams time to kind of recuperate i think they had that built in when players moved from karachi to lahore they had a few days in between during that transition so that was kind of nice uh, but it's nice to have that in between matches once in a while to to, to give everybody the opportunity to recuperate but yeah let's talk about uh shayla Fridi. So, you know, you mentioned already the back was a problem. He came on Twitter, made a video of himself, gave a statement out saying that his back is hurt. It's hurt so much. It's been hurting for a while and it's hurt so much now that he can't really go on. He thought this was going to be a PSL that he was going to be able to go through in its entirety. But it is no longer possible. The pain is too much and too unbearable. And with that, he didn't retire, retire. (laughs) But it sounds like (laughs) he's still saying that he's going to you know, come back after some rehabilitation. He's going to go into rehab, get his back checked out, uh, get better, and then come back for something. He was sounding like he is interested in that Kashmir League, KPL, and he wants to be an exhibition kind of a player to, like, join into these, like, big ticket, you know, once in a while kind of leagues. He said it's really important to him uh, that he continues to work toward his nonprofit organization that he runs. Um, and he wants to be able to, I guess, earn money to be able to fund that. So he has a really you know, noble cause behind why he's still playing. I kind of appreciate that. He's really w- working to make things better in Pakistan for people through his organization. And uh, so that's quite honorable. I appreciate that. So he's, we're probably only going to see him once in a while in, in these kinds of leagues where they have ex-cricketers come in and play for fun. Yeah, you know, I can write a whole page tribute on Shahid Afridi, but I just don't know when to talk about it because <laughs> he's never finalized his retirement and I'm waiting <laughs> so I can, you know, say some... And we both could go on forever, right? There's so many moments where Afridi ensured a good day, despite of how bad your day was going, because he single-handedly changed the game for Pakistan. And unfortunately, he's injured, and I, I didn't think he could get injured. Any tour we ever <laughs> made to, there were a couple of players who couldn't make it, but Afridi was always there. <laughs> yep. And uh, speaking of Koita, man, they could have used them. If anybody could change things yes. around for Koita, is Afridi, you know? I believe it or not, I mean, haters going to hate, but Afridi, some say he's not the most selfless player, but uh, when he went out there, he did it for his team, for his country. And whether single-handedly or not, we actually encase him as a batsman so often, the guy takes wickets too, and he's an yeah. incredible fielder. So he does put in an all-round effort, and he could have changed the thing. So sad to see him go, but uh, I'm pretty sure he'll be back in, in some capacity, maybe playing again for PSL next year, so you never know. Uh, it's just a matter of him getting some rest and getting back to it. He'll be next to his son-in-law, maybe in the same team, <laughs> joking around in no time. Yeah, good luck to him, really. Definitely want to see him again, you know, with the bat on the ball, and, and being in the field also helps. He's always got this experience, and... He's definitely a match winner, always has been. You know, he was always good to have on the field because of the energy that he brought. Uh, You know, he was running harder than a lot of the younger players, fielding harder, showing more energy, more enthusiasm for the game. And all of those things are really important, as we know now that they've left. You know, when when things leave, that's when you kind of sometimes appreciate what you had. And I think Cody Gladiators just 
been on a bad run with losing really good players, and he's just one of the three at least that I can think of that good gladiators could have used. So either way, hopefully Afridi recovers very soon, and all the best to him. Yeah. On a lighter note, I hope you're enjoying these uh, bowling celebrations <laughs> after they take wickets. I don't know which one is your favorite, but we can talk about our classic ones. You know, Shoei Bakhtar, the Eagle, Wakar Yunus, you know, Wasim Akram didn't really. He just celebrated yeah. with his <laughs> arms raised. Then we got, what's his name, Ahmad Wasim just unleashed a new one. In his uh, palm, he's stirring his chai or something and drinking it. What nonsense is that, first of all? <laughs> like, who does that to their church? You know, somebody's going to sit him down and ask him, what does that mean? And he's not going to have any... <laughs> Good explanation. He or maybe he does. I hope he does. And then you got, uh, of course, Imran Tahir, you know, his classic, going around the <laughs> boundary line, collecting yeah. praises. And I think uh, Dhani has adapted a similar manner, and they've been clicking a lot, yeah. Dhani and Imran Tahir. So he goes there, he bows down at the boundary line. He He's such a character, man. He's a funny <laughs> guy. You got uh, Hassan Ali with his own, man. I actually like his. Uh, he says it's a bomb yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he just points punches at yeah, the ground yeah, yeah. and it's explosion. And Umad Asif, Iron, Iron Man. man. <laughs> what I mean, do you make got, out of that? He just got, yeah, he's Iron Man, man. He, he like does this whole thing with like he pu he pushes his arm out like he's throwing like a shoot and a beam from his hand. <laughs> and he lifts his shirt up and covers his head to show. His, he can't show the logo really, but it's similar <laughs> yeah. because he's gonna get. Last time he did that, uh, I think Sana Mir was a commentator. She said that his wife absolutely hates the celebration, <laughs> <laughs> and but he likes it because he he thinks he there's a lot in common uh, with him and Iron Man. Oh really? He's rich. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh cool. <laughs> and then I five seconds ago, I'm like, was was his dad? Uh, multi-billionaire yeah. weapon <laughs> developer did he get captured by talibans <laughs> and captivated in freaking cave and he broke out of it made his own suit i'm like what possibly right. <laughs> in hell could he have yeah like, common with iron man but uh, uh i couldn't think of any anything but you know i appreciate that i appreciate them trying to you know entertain and I think it shows also a level of confidence, which I think is wasn't always present before PSL's arrival in Pakistan, right? People didn't. We're very shy. Yeah, yeah, and we we also as Pakistanis tend to be more on the humble side, generally speaking. Our culture is not one of necessarily flaunting and showing off and that kind of thing. And and your uh, you know bowling uh, celebration is usually some kind of a flaunting. It's it's a, it's a type of showing off or you know putting it in other person's face and whatnot um i don't know if uh this is a regular celebration but my favorite one has to be um sahil tanvir's uh middle fingers <laughs> 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 that, that he, he uh unleashes that every four years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know God, why did it's you do been that? fun i mean they definitely had up their game in previous PSLs you're not seeing they they came up with new ones every PSL I remember Wahabri as grew his mustache out then he was just stroking his mustache <laughs> just for that PSL but contrary to what you said we are also innovators of the celebrations because if you look at the flashy ones that people admired back in the day it started with Shoei Bakhtar Shahid Afridi pointing his fingers out and people kind of copied us 
because you can't think of any other bowlers who had flashy celebrations or Pakistan signature sort of ones started as signature ones you know in Pakistan and Pakistan took all the best ones too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any other bowler flashes or celebrates and reacts in like remotely similar manner We're like ah he's copying Shoaib Akhtar he's doing Shahid Afridi so so it's good man another thing we invented right other than Dusra and reverse swings yeah 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 for sure I feel like um, the iconic ones were uh, Shahid Afridi and Shoaib Akhtar I think they both really brought this attitude of like you know building their own brand around yeah, things right? coined like they, it exactly and I think I just I think one of the reasons why I loved Shoaib Akhtar so much during this one period of my life I was obsessed with Shoaib Akhtar is is how he celebrated and I was like yeah this guy is insane he's just like so full of attitude and you know he comes in and just runs through teams and it's incredible to me that he's so confident and cocky and all of all of the above and and that you know we kind of like people kind of like that 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 sort of thing you know you 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 find that inspiring or uh, inspirational and yeah it has to go with your character too right that the show has to be natural like a mean guy you know he came off as aggressive bowler uh if Suhail and Tanvir got somebody out and run around <laughs> like that <laughs> I'd be whack as hell <laughs> yeah so yeah. it has to mold in with your personality that's why Shahid Afridi has that calm one you know he just points his fingers outwards both sides and it suits him so it has yeah. to go with your personality too you can't be looking like a badass and then stirring tea and drinking it <laughs> you know it doesn't go <laughs> yeah. that's really weird you know the I was gonna say the other you mentioned Shahid Afridi also and then Shaheen Shah's Afridi's has been pretty signature too even though I don't care for it much but he kind of took Shahid Afridi's stance at the end and added a a kiss to it <laughs> so yeah but he he sort of inherited it right he's he's married in the family now right he's now he could take it <laughs> Afridi said there there are a few tribe Afridi tribes he's not part of the same tribe but it's the same name last name you know yeah. and, and uh, we're really quite used to saying that and glad we're going to continue to say Afridi because we got an, another superstar in the making so yeah so these celebrations man they're all together very fun to watch and it's always interesting to see what they're going to come up with the next for match. sure you know there's a couple um that also stirred up some controversy i don't know there's one usman kader pulled out yes. a parchi parchi was very very famous where he pulled out this little piece of paper from his pocket God and is the best planner yeah 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 apparently people were you know doing all kinds of uh, you know predictions about that it, what does it say does it say god god is the best planner then there was something about um there's a, like a conspiracy theory around he pulled it out because uh, there's something with him and Umar Akmal at some point where maybe, uh, you know, somebody said or there was an impression that Usman Qadir is like a Perchi player because his dad was in the game. So he's in because of his his name, <laughs> you know. So he pulled out the Perchi to kind of like uh, confirm maybe that. confirm that and say like, <laughs> now, now what? I confirm it and I take wickets. Now what? And that kind of thing. But, or uh, here's a Perchi. Yeah, that, that was used to get me. In. <laughs> there you go. It's the perchy that I, you know, made sure that it was worth it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was an interesting thing. And then, um, yes, it was in today's game. This new young young guy, um, 
he scored a 70. I should know his name right now. He pulled out a little sign of his pocket. He had this like little thing in his pocket. He pulled out and projected to the screen. And uh, I think it, it says something along the lines of like, uh, just be yourself or something like that. I could be wrong there, but he pulled Muhammad something Hadis? out and he showed. Yes. Okay. Yes, he scored a 70 and he pulled out this little thing from his pocket after his batting and he showed it. It looks like they all plan to do this. And now I'm wondering, like, does every player have something in their pocket they want to pull out, but they don't do good? <laughs> so they don't get to pull it out. But everybody's ready with something. You know, anyway, we keep it positive here. But we keep it positive and we keep it going. And uh, we need this content anyway, right? So it's, it's, yeah, it's fun. fun. I mean, it can be status quo. We make uh, bring change. And these little moments like Sohail Tanvir and Ben Cutting, they're worth talking about. I mean, they add some flair, uh, either negative sure. or positive, but it <laughs> creates drama that we need, man. <laughs> it was so fun, that whole cutting, Ben cutting into the Tanvir thing. Just them giving each other the finger back and forth to see who gets it last. <laughs> the <laughs> funny thing is, and I think you mentioned that, where when Ben cutting did that to him after three, four, sixes, he went up to him to talk to him that, you know, that's not nice or whatever. And then <laughs> Ben Cutting, I heard, said that you did that to me four years ago at CPL. And they're like, okay, okay, uh, I understand. They, they quashed it. They, they're like, okay, nice gesture. So Tanvir took the higher road. But when then he takes his catch, he returns the favor again. It's He's just like, like, I still a, want my last last word. You call him, uh, what do you call him, Misra? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man. I looks like <laughs> mad straightforward. And then he came on social media the next day without an apology <laughs> <laughs> to apologize. Yeah, his apology basically said, uh, "Oh, I could. It could have been avoided. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. All right, Jay. I think that's all we have for today." Yep, that's it, man. And uh, for next time, friends, we'll we'll see you. We'll talk about the very last stage of PSL next week. So stay tuned. Come back in and listen in. And uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel as well for some new, fresh content. And until next time, this is Jay and Rafan signing out. Peace. Peace.